Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Nutrition and Life podcast. My name is Lisa and I'm your host. I am the owner and operator of the nutrition coaching company called Nutrition Coaching and Life. And today we're going to be talking about building routines and better habits like a boss. Why do I want to talk about this topic and particularly for the second episode of this podcast only? Why is so far at the beginning? Well, because I used to just live into the day and it wasn't really until I would feel pain, until I would feel that something in particular wasn't serving me or just the feeling would be arising that something is missing that I thought maybe I need to change something. And by building better routines and habits in the first place, we can, well, a, prevent a lot of things occurring and down down spiraling essentially and we can make sure we're actually achieving goals because of course we're setting goals <laughs> and most people are setting goals but you know then we're kind of just hoping to get there or we're not realizing what habits are actually not serving us um so that is why i wanted to talk about that and of course also because i know that is a very important cornerstone for my clients to be successful when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to health uh, aspects as well, because building better routines and habits allows us to stay consistent. If we are real about it, we will notice that, or we notice that most of throughout our day, we are on autopilot. We get up, we get up with the same food most days, hopefully on the right foot. Um, we brush our teeth, half asleep, we either grab our phone, we eat the same thing, like especially if we're stressed, especially if we're in sort of a rut, we always resort to the same foods, the same routes to work or whatever, the same patterns when it comes to coming home and crashing on the couch, the same things that we drink, the same things that we choose uh, when we go to restaurants. Most people just fall back into these patterns and choose what they're familiar with. Unless we consciously try to break certain patterns, unless we consciously try to build others, um, they just don't exist or the others that we don't want persist. And so, for example, a bad habit, which I didn't notice for a long time that I had was whenever I'm working or at basically watching TV, sitting in front of the laptop, or even when I'm on my phone, I always tilt to the right side. I cross my legs over in a specific way and always tilt it to the right side. And, mm, well, my body held up for a really long amount of time, but at some stage, especially after uh, there was a year where I was sitting a lot for in front of my laptop and I haven't, hadn't discovered the magic of a standing desk yet. Um, but after a few months there, suddenly, hmm, big surprise, I got problems with my lower spine, with my hip and so on. Um, and I was at first I was thinking, where is this coming from? It's going to be coming from my harder training or whatever. But it's actually just the compounding of my constant negative pattern. So it's really, really hard to fix that. <laughs> I will be honest about it. Um, there are other things, of course, that are a lot more subtle um, or things that I just wanted to build 
differently and like why why are we even aside from you know breaking this autopilot thingy why why are we trying to build better habits the thing is we have uh such a thing called willpower which a lot of people always think oh it's uh, we've got a weak weak willpower or i have no self-discipline discipline and so on the truth is most of us or we all have kind of the same amount of willpower but if you have to use your willpower for every tiny little thing all the time, let's just say if there constantly is cake around me, no matter where I am, like literally in front of my desk, in front of like on my nightstand, even in the bathroom, there's always my favorite cake. It would be so much harder to resist long term than if it's just never there and I have to make an effort to go and get it. And the same is true for everything when it pertains to willpower. So I like to visualize willpower as like a bucket full of willpower and you choose how you use it. And what good routines and habits do are they allow us not having to use that willpower so that when it comes to you actually being very challenged and not having a choice, you can use that willpower in the right way. So Let's just say if I have built the habit of meal prepping, of going to the gym first thing in the morning, and that really doesn't require a lot of mental strain at all from me, then I come home and I'm tempted to go on the couch and just chill and, you know, what, what, whatever, which is fine at some point too. Um, but I was still meant to go for my walk, for example. And then I can use that willpower that I still have to go for my walk. Otherwise, if you head into your day without a plan and you just think you can wing it, um, you already need to use willpower because you passed five of your favorite Starbucks or whatever on the way to work and you had to mentally say no to your favorite treat there every single time and then you get to work and there's like a bunch of other uh, things um, supplied which you have to say no to but you don't really like you're super hungry so okay you're giving in and then at lunch someone's asking you out and you didn't bring anything so okay you're giving in and so by the time you get home you literally have no willpower left <laughs> so you know that is that is just one of the most beautiful things about it because it really allows us to have so much more um, willpower for the things that we do want to uh, use it for and also it just frees up so much mental space if you don't constantly have to think about what route to take what to wear should i go to the gym today or shouldn't i should i and uh, what should i be eating for breakfast like even if, if you have to for every single meal that you're eating if you have to exert a large amount of willpower and make that um decision every single time it, it's going to be really really difficult if you just resort to you know your one or two go-to things that you know work well for you you won't be requiring that willpower. So this is why we do want to build good habits and routines because they do shape us into the people that we are becoming. One um, thing that made me aware of it is, at first was when I started getting into the self-development thing where I was like, okay, I want to start my own business. I want to work online. I don't want to be in this full-time thing anymore. And I want to take my body and my training to the next level. So started listening to more podcasts, started reading more self-development books. And in all the podcasts, they would often talk about all oh, these five traits of the highly successful people and the five, like everybody who's successful has this and that in common and blah, 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 blah. And um, so, okay, yes, that shows me that habits and traits and so on are important. But I do think that this sometimes blurs is um, it gives you cookie cutter models. And you think if you do X, 
you will also achieve what this person achieved or you will also look what that person looked like and you will also feel what that person feels like. That is not true. That is simply not true about routines and habits. What building better habits will give you though is if you do what works for you, what's right for you, you will get your better version of yourself. You will... And that's why a lot of people try to press themselves into, oh, I need to get up at 5 a.m. because everybody gets up at 5 a.m. who's successful. Or I need to um, really always need to do keto because everyone who's successful right now is trying keto. Or I need to need to meditate because everyone who's successful is doing that. And there are, you know, a lot of studies that show benefits for certain things. But again, if this doesn't align with you, or if this is simply not something that you're consistent and adherent with, then there is just no point of forcing yourself to do so and then feeling like you're a failure because it didn't stick. However, I do want to encourage people to, of course, try various things. <laughs> um, and so for me, one of the first books that I read about habits, and a lot of you will already know this book, is Atomic Habits by James Clear, a really, really great book. And even though, again, some of the aspects in there might be a little bit cookie cutter thing likewise, I think one point that he gets across very well is that you need to start small and we need to have momentum. Otherwise, people get a little bit discouraged. However, this momentum also only occurs um, if you do the right thing. So you don't want to go too big. And I know most people always hear that. So like in his book, he, for example, says it should some of the habits that you're trying to build should only take like two minutes so don't just say like oh I'm gonna run 10 miles today just say hey for the next week every single morning I'm gonna put in put on my running shoes and walk around the house for example <laughs> and chances are once you put on your running shoes you actually feel like going for a run but uh, the the thing that you should be taking off is simply putting on those shoes and then you know increasing it from there it kind of works like a snowball effect and I think that there that visual is really helpful because um, a snowball starts off really really small and then you know you roll it and it grows bigger and that's kind of how that momentum thing should work it shouldn't work in the sense of from tomorrow onwards I've, I know I've been a couch potato for so and so long but from tomorrow onwards I'm going to run 10 miles every single day no Again, no, we want to start small. We want to make it lasting. Remember here with these habits and routines, we're not trying to build a habit and routine for the next six weeks. That's different. That would be more like a challenge or whatever. We're not doing that. We really want to build long-term habits and routines that serve your health, health that make your uh, results lasting as well. So think of the snowball but then also think of what side of the snowball are you eventually on? Sometimes we build so fast that we kind of end up on the other side and then the snowball overrolls you and you'll stop and that's it. And the snowball carries on without you. <laughs> so just think small, think baby steps, even if that sounds not sexy and boring and you know you, you want your results preferably yesterday. But if you think about what results you're trying to build, think about what does that look like one year from now and then kind of break it down as well. So to, to get more into that um, and specifically the building of the routines, I want to talk about various routines that are kind of 
popular to talk about. So of course, the good old morning routine that almost everyone speaks about, their training routines, nutritional protocol routines, and evening routines, any kind of routine. I do want to start with the evening routine, actually, because I think that is um, A, often overlooked, and B, um, very, very crucial, sometimes even more crucial than the morning routine because it kind of sets you up for that successful day already. So when it comes to your evening routine, we do want to have something in place. Most people, they just think like, oh, I'm tired. Okay, I'm going to go to bed. And maybe they brush their teeth and not it doesn't really go further than that. And then they're surprised that they don't have a good quality sleep. They're surprised that perhaps it wasn't enough time that they spent in bed. They're surprised that their thoughts still run through their head or that they keep up keep waking up frequently because they have eaten something too close to bedtime and so on. So one of the most important things with the evening routine is just setting a specific bedtime that you try and stick with for that 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 basically it remains the same most of the time even on the weekends so think what time do i need to get up and then count backwards about eight hours would be great if you have sleep opportunity and then make that your your nighttime your okay i need to go to bed now on the weekends maybe like an hour later but apart from that it should be reasonably the same most days and then from there don't just think okay well i need to go to uh just think i'm i'm gonna like basically just go to bed and that's it but rather think okay how how much before that should that mean i should stop eating or should stop consuming caffeine or should put my screen screens away should dim the lights should have everything set out and should also be finished with my work so let's say if you should be in bed by 9:30 it would be great if you could finish all your chores and tasks and putting the kids to bed by like 7.30 so you get a good amount of downtime as well and that should also have included preparing your gym clothes for the next day, preparing your meals or at least logging them ahead um, for the next day, thinking about what's on on the next day and for me I also think a great part of the evening routine is just sort of thinking about what went well today, what didn't go so well, and like things that you're grateful for. And of course, it would be ideal if you also have that gratitude practice in your morning routine, um, which is likely one of the, the second most important thing. So, you know, waking up and grabbing your phone as the first thing. And those of you who have followed me for some time probably know this but this is really a pet peeve of mine having the phone in the bedroom and um, having the phone as the first thing that you look at because it's just almost always negative when have you ever looked at Instagram and afterwards thought oh my gosh I feel so much better right now <laughs> and yes okay occasionally we get a great text from someone or from every now and then we order and we open an email and it's something positive but the majority of the time it's negative and also you're simply letting whatever comes at you come at you as opposed to deciding today I'm starting my day considering how to better myself so for example reading something like waking up you know re reading one page 10 pages however much time you have is great or even if you don't have the time for a page it might be something like a a quote of the day and then after you read that thinking about just three things that you're grateful for rolling out of bed and getting going you know it can be as simple as that and then of course 
in here, there is a chance to build on the nutritional routine, such as starting your day with water, starting your day with some greens or whatever, as opposed to grabbing the coffee first thing. Ideally, we'd hold off with some caffeine for like at least 60 to 90 minutes until after you get up just to help your natural cortisol levels. Normally when you wake up, your cortisol levels should actually be high. In the evening, they should be low. Oftentimes people wake up feeling super groggy, low in energy, and that actually means that their cortisol is not high enough in the morning. And then of course they resort to coffee artificially trying to boost that, but that doesn't really work most of the time. It kind of spirals so that you think you need more coffee in a few down, a few hours down the road and then more co coffee in the afternoon. So ideally hold off a little bit with your caffeine and ideally limit your actual caffeine intake until, until before um, to 2 p.m. or so. Um, I personally do a lot better with just drinking decaf. I really have felt an immense difference when it comes to my anxiety levels, just cutting that out um, and just my having more steady energy levels as well. But I mean, that's just me. So that would be something to build on. A different thing when it comes to training routine, and you probably heard that too, is but you know, preparing, like setting your gym clothes out. I am a big fan of doing something most days of the week or like during the week anyway, um, just to get that routine going. Because sometimes if we just set out, okay, it's only Tuesday, Thursday, I'll do something. It's harder because you're kind of questioning, oh, I should be going working out today. I'll push that to tomorrow and so it might almost be easier to think every day especially if you're working out at home of course if you have a home gym doing like 20 minutes five days of the week as opposed to trying to fit two big workouts in and it like for various muscle building stimuli that is actually a very good um protocol as well even though it does come down to total volume throughout the week uh but just generally in terms of building that habit and then who knows maybe once you got that habit going you can build upon it and just think of increasing that to 30 minutes um of course there's nothing wrong only working out three times per week but when it comes to that also make which days you're working out on and what time you're working out on a routine. Don't just say I'll work out three times this week full stop, but saying every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I work out from 6 to 7 a.m. full stop. There is no question mark. This is an important appoint appointment I have with myself. If if there is any different, like if someone else wants to do something different there or um, your your spouse might say, oh, no, uh, can you watch the kids this morning? I mean, on occasion, yes, of course, compromise. But generally speaking, look at it as a very important appointment that you can't push. So these three things would be something to think about, in my opinion. What are your morning routines? What are your What's your training routine like? And within the training as well, also, like how much are you on your phone? How much are you sticking to your rest times? How much are you actually pushing it? Where might you be pushing it too hard? Um, but then most certainly thinking about that evening routine. When do you finally, when do you call it quits? When, what do you do in order to get your mind to wind down? Do you perhaps uh, have a little bit of a stretching routine? Do you do that thinking about your gratitude for the day? Do you um, sit out on the deck with your husband and talk about your day in a nice way? You know, like these little things are all opportunities where we can build habits or we can simply like crash on the couch, resort to our phones, 
switch on whatever because we feel like we need to numb or you know so think about them and with that I think some of the small smaller habits that come into those routines like I said in the morning the water thing starting the day with water as opposed to coffee and um, when it comes to your meals making it a habit and make it, making it a routine to center your meals around protein and vegetables making it a habit to seek out daylight ideally early in the morning ideally also like within an hour or two of waking just to help that circadian rhythm reset as well making it an habit habit and effort to get your steps in to preferably after your meals walk around a little bit to help that digestion to pay attention to how you're sitting and again when it comes to the internal things more or things that actually seem minor but go a long way building the gratitude practice so even in negative situations thinking about how does this actually serve me or how can I be thankful for the situation right now even though it see it didn't go as I wanted it to go, even though this is not what I thought I wanted, um, even though it seems like an inconvenience to me right now. Just being thankful for people, for things, for opportunities, for everything in your life. Um, when what I have found, whenever I try to change something major, um, or even minor, but you know, major, mostly. For me, visual cues are huge. Of course, having someone remind me, hey, Lisa, you should be doing blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, Lisa, you're sitting lopsided again. Pay attention to this um, is very helpful too. But unfortunately, we don't really have that little coach <laughs> running around with us all the time. And so visual cues for me are super, super important. I used to constantly forget taking my supplements. And now, even though it doesn't look very nice, but I put them out on the counter and the ones that I take in the morning or whatever, I put them in the bathroom next to my toothbrush. Uh, and just seeing them, I basically have no choice to take them. Uh, I can't really forget about them. They're like right there. <laughs> Apart from that, for me also like entering things in my calendar is super, super important. Or when it comes to trying to remind myself of something um, specifically also like negative emotions that I allow or negative loops that I might go down to uh, having quotes having um, reminders like sticky notes or screensavers really helpful for me as well because just that frequent uh, reminder is like oh okay no I can pull I can pull myself out of this mental state right now I can't actually choose how I'm feeling right now uh, I am actually doing pretty well uh, even if I'm not achieving everything that I set myself out to do today I have had a successful day <laughs> you know these kinds of things I find them very very motivating um, and the other thing that has been helpful when trying to incorporate newer habits or routines has been habit stacking so thinking about okay I have just finished my dinner and done the dishes what do I do now most of the time entering or thinking about what will what will I what will my menu look like for the next day but also I was trying to build the habit of mobilization and meditation for like 20 minutes every evening and um I tied that together with that, okay, dinner is finished. 
now it's time to wind down before I just sit down and do nothing. I need to do that. And I started building up just from like five minutes and now I'm up to 20 and loving it. Been doing that pretty much consistently five out of seven days, I would say on average for the last just over two years. And I think that's another important thing to consider too, is that you won't, even if you're trying to build those habits and routines, you won't always be doing them. <laughs> Life happens. Sometimes you have to pick your your um, lesser evils or the things that you just need to do uh, instead. But I think if on average you can say you're doing something 80% of the time, it is a routine and it is a habit. And that's what that should come down to. The things that you want to be doing should be the norm. The things that you don't want to be doing should be the exception and not the other way around. We can also try to just completely eradicate habits, but that is very, very difficult. Because most of the time when we have certain habits and routines, we are actually filling certain needs that we have, as minor as some of those routines might seem, but it might be a need for certainty and clarity. So if you always take the same route to here and there, um, or to, you always go to the same restaurants, picking the same things, it's the need for certainty and control. You can't just suddenly take that away and say like, oh, from tomorrow onwards, you need to Always take a different route to work. Uh, try something different every single day and mix up your meals every day. I don't want you to see, I want to see you eating the same thing twice in a week. Like that just doesn't work for that kind of person. Vice versa, you might have a need for variety. So if I tell you to eat the exact same thing and do the exact same thing every single day, that's not going to work for you. Same with like the meditation. If I tell you to do the exact same thing, meditating the exact same way every single day, and you're someone who has a need for a variety, that's not going to work for you. <laughs> you probably need to feel in and and just go within and feel, okay, what do I feel like today? Maybe I want to meditate to some music. Maybe I actually just want to go for a walk. Maybe I want to um, draw something with crayons and listen to some calming music at the same time. You know, that could be your meditation as well. So next week, we're going to look a little bit more into those needs. Um, because we will also be talking about how to get better at saying no and learning that self-care really is not selfish. And I know most of you have heard that saying too, but nonetheless, many of us are people pleasers. Many of us take on way too much and have a hard time cutting down, doing less and focusing more while we're doing the few important things. So I look forward to talking to you then. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share, to comment, to like, and don't forget to subscribe as well. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life, or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.